and they're going to snap it. And it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown. Allen on first and ten, under heavy pressure. He throws, has his man. It's Foster, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Gannon steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs, sideline, touchdown. Unbelievable. Vikings win it. Welcome back to the British Guide to the NFL. We've got a special video for you today. Um, Greg, how are we doing, mate? I'm very well, Callum. How are you? Not too bad, mate. We are joined by two very special guests. Um, two people we've had on before. Um, excited to get, get them back on today and um, talk them through some of their teams. And um, basically, we've sort of took the week off this week for our previews and predictions and we're going to basically uh, do a bit of a sort of mid-season summary of how our teams have been performing, whether they've overachieved, underachieved, etc. Um, so first of all, we've got Rob, who is a Packers fan. How are you doing, Pat? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, Callum. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. And um, joining Greg there on the same screen is Will, who's a Dolphins fan. Unfortunately, yeah. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, so before we get into it, we'll run through some of, well, run through the scores or the, the predictions last week. Um, I think Greg might want to show his ears again for this one. Um, <laughs> front of me, so I need to close my eyes as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I got 10 right, Greg got six. Uh, it's 4-1 in the series now, so it's not, I mean, it's not looking great for you, mate. Um, well, I might have to get there, some yeah. of the challenges um, drawn up and... Um, I'll yeah, so uh, I'll start. I'll start predicting. Well, next week is fun. It's fun. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, who wants to go first? Um, you know what, Greg? Your team's probably been doing the best out of all of us, apart from Rob, maybe as well. But Greg, <laughs> Greg take it away. How, how are the Bills? Are the Bills sort of uh, maybe overachieved? Have they underachieved um, in terms of your predictions in the off season? Um, I think we're, we're doing about about as well as I thought we'd probably be doing. Uh, we've had a couple of tough fixtures uh, thrown in with quite a few winnable ones. We had Miami, Washington and uh, the Texans all in a row. So they were obviously three pretty winnable games. Then we had Kansas City and the Titans, which we won one, lost one. And those were the two fixtures that I kind of earmarked at the start, thinking if we can get two wins there, then we're, we're real contenders and we'd be off to an absolute flyer, really. Um, obviously, disappointing first week to the loss to the Steelers, where we, we really looked quite poor. Um, some of the play calling offensively, especially, was quite bad. So, um, no, but I think since then, we've, we've really turned it around. I think we're five and two so far. We've had our bye week as well. So the record is about right. Um, I'd say there's been some very impressive performances, some very iffy um, decision making from both quarterback and um, you know coordinators. Um, but yeah, we've we've been probably about right, maybe slightly um, under the radar in terms of our record and how we're doing in the AFC. I think the NFC is obviously quite strong this year. A lot of teams with six and one or seven and one records. So the AFC hasn't really seen you know, much of the headlines, I suppose. Um, but no, I think the Bills have been doing quite well. Need a little bit more conviction, though, in the second half of the season. How is the sort of, um, I mean, we talked a lot, quite a lot about Josh Allen over the off-season and mm. kind of whether he could carry that momentum on into this year. Um, 
how do you see his sort of progression from last year? Do you see him, you know, taking that step up? Um, has he yet to, you know, hit a new a new level? Uh, maybe that we haven't seen him um, do yet, or has he sort of stayed on a sort of level playing field? I think I think he's still on a similar playing field. I think if he was to get any better, he'd be breaking records and you know left, right, yeah. and centre. To be honest, from last year, um, he's been pretty good. I mean, I think seventeen touchdowns, three interceptions so far, uh, which is a very good ratio to have. Uh, just under two thousand yards as well. So not sort of a, a top two or three in, in all those kind of stats in the league, but he's been pretty good from what I've seen. Um, as I said, a few questionable decision-making to fill up with design and a lot more QB runs this year, which have had some varied success. Uh, there was one last week against the Dolphins. I think it was like third and nine, and we tried to do a QB run that just that went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> like, it's, do, you know, do you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't think that's all on him. I think that comes from some of the play corner as well. But um, it, there's been slightly few less, slightly fewer risks taken, I think. Um, last year, obviously, it was a little bit riskier and, um, ballsy and you know it was so so entertaining to watch and when those big plays came off it was absolutely fantastic um, so there's been slightly fewer um, big plays like that this year he's been a little bit more sensible with the ball so it's, it's been it's been good to watch I think we've done pretty well and we've used all of our wide receivers well with Diggs and Sanders and Beasley all averaging you know nearly 60 or uh, over 60 yards per game so um, we've done really well to utilize all the weapons that we have and yeah, Alan's been impressive, but I think I'd like to see him click into a slightly different gear in this second half of the season. We've still got some very winnable games to come, with, along with some tougher ones. So it'll be interesting. But I, I think he's do, he's doing well. But if he wants to really secure himself in that MVP conversation, he needs to step it up. But. How would you see that sort of um, backfield playing out? I mean, um, over the last couple of weeks, especially like Singletary's um, yeah. usage seems to have sort of slightly gone down. Zach Moss is getting a bit more involved. And I guess like it's I think you mentioned it on, on you know one of the episodes that, you know, if if the Bills are going to improve this year, you know, the, the Russian attack really needed to step up. Um yeah. do do you see that as sort of a, a worry still? Um, or do you think I mean we all know it is it's more of a passing league now. Um the best yeah. teams in the league like to sling it about. Are you concerned at all about the the lack of running game or maybe how sort of diversified it is with Moss and Singletary um, split into two. Pretty good question to be fair. Because I think yes, we we've we've had the first couple of weeks was really odd because I think we had a really poor run in game once, and then we had an amazing one where we used the run all the time the next week. So it has been quite varied in how we've used them. I think that comes from your game plan and how you scheme up against different teams. But um, Allen and and Singletary both average over five yards a carry. Moss is around 3.8, 3.9. But Moss is more that sort of bulldozer guy who's going to just punch it up the middle or punch it up for a few yards. Whereas Singletary, obviously, you want him to be a little bit more elusive. So we've kind of switched it up a little bit. But as I said, I think we've used Allen a little bit more in the the running game, which is obviously great to watch because we know how how athletic he can be. But at the same time, it does worry me that he could get an injury or something. Um, You know, and with all due respect to Mitch Trubisky, he's a bit of a step down from uh, Josh Allen. Uh, I don't think that's uh, disrespectful to say, despite being the MVP. Um, yeah, I like the <laughs> Yeah, um, So, yeah, no, it's it's been a strange one. I think we have had to use the run game a little bit more than we would have maybe liked to because teams have sussed us out in the passing game a little bit. As you mentioned, a lot of the best teams in the league try and pass it, and we were so good at it last year. A lot of teams are now, um, you know, playing the right coverages and, and seem to be covering our receivers a little bit better. So maybe we are um, using the run game a little bit more. I would like to see it be a little bit more effective, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm not 
uh, I'm not delusional about the running backs that we have, you know, Singletary and Moss. I know kind of McCaffrey, Henry, that kind of tier running back. So, you know, we've got to make the most of what we have. So, yeah. Um, I mean, lastly, like, if I could sort of put you on the spot, is there anyone sort of uh, maybe from last year's draft class or from a couple of years, you know, a second year player that has really took your eye this year and was really stepped up Mm -hmm. or maybe surprised you? Sorry, yeah. Um, well, in the draft, we went in the first and second round, we went with two defensive ends. We went through Greg Rousseau and then um, Carlos Basham. And um, Rousseau has the most sacks for the Bills so far. And Basham has only played two games, but he's already joined third in sacks. So um, it's only one and a half, but it's still quite impressive, especially for someone coming straight into the league. So both of them have been very impressive. We rotate quite a lot on the defensive line, though, so they haven't seen a huge amount of snaps, but they've been very impressive. And AJ Epinesa, who we drafted last year, so he's now a second-year player, he's also been very disruptive and a lot better, um, a lot more physical and a lot quicker with his movements on the defensive line. So I think just in general, really, all the young uh, defensive linemen that we've got that then mesh in with the Mario Addisons and the Jerry Hughes, who probably have a combined age of about 70 um, on the defensive line. So they, they mix in pretty well. But I've been very impressed by those three um, this year. So I hope they can continue their good form in the second half. Russo did that good bat down against Mahomes, didn't it? Yeah. And he yeah. didn't he pick? Did, was it an interception? I think it may have been. He like batted um, it and then caught it. I think. I yeah. think he might have done. Yeah. So as I said, he's he's been disrupted because he has the length. He's so tall that he just like his arms. He just gets round players or yeah, he can block passes. So no, he's been brilliant to watch. Um, and hopefully we can see more of Boogie Basham in the second half of the season. But yeah. Yeah, I think there was um. If I remember right, there was a bit of concern over Russo's sort of raw ability coming out of college. Mm. Um, you know, people didn't think he was sort of the, you know, the refined, you know, technically as someone like um, Jason Owe, who went, I think, before him to the Ravens. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I think sort of, you know, I mean, he has stepped up and he's, you know, it's great to see that your defense has like properly stepped up, you know, um, give us give us the quote again. Uh, if your offense from... What was it? What? I can't remember. Well, you were like, uh, you're if you could take the offense from 2019, oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, if you could take the offense from last the tw- yeah from last season and pair it with the 2019 Bills defense, you have a championship winning yeah. team. And at the moment, it looks like it's trending that way. Um, mm. And as I've kind of mentioned before, the run defending the run game has been one of our biggest weaknesses. Derek Henry terrorises us every year. Um, <laughs> so it's been quite nice that we've actually been one of the better teams at defending the run. And it comes from those guys on the defensive line, really. Uh, Matt Milano has also been absolutely everywhere and remains so underrated in the league. Um, so, yeah, I think we've had a, a pretty good first half. And, uh, yeah, we are trending towards having that combination of the 2020 offence and the 2019 defence. So, fingers crossed. Nice one. Uh, so we'll go to the bill. Go from the bill, sorry, to an even better team at the minute. Green Bay Packers. Rob, how are you <laughs> feeling? I mean, um, after all this sort of tumultuous off season with you know the the whole Rogers situation, um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's it's hard for you to to kind of summarise it, but it's like there's so much yeah. that went on, you know, in the off season. How I mean, give us your thoughts. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, it's obviously started straight after the NFC Championship game last year where I've just kind of got used to us getting there and getting beat. It's not the best feeling, but yeah, it's nice that you get there, but one time you just want to win it. But yeah, this, 
I don't really know how the season's really started. It's, it's just been so up in the air until the New Orleans game, which we started with, which didn't go to plan. But yeah, like the draft with was it was it Rappaport who put out all the stuff before saying about Aaron Rodgers being like mm. not happy in Green Bay and all the things what was wrong and yeah it it, it wasn't was good Aaron it was yeah, Aaron Rodgers was at the horse racing or something on the day of he was at some big horse yeah. race in America when he should have been in with the team for the draft or something like that yeah, and there was pictures of him every he was posting them himself and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just. They've just, I can see why he was upset. Like everything he said is what like me and others have thought throughout how many years. Like they just release his teammates who who are big locker room personnel. So like when they release Randall Cobb, when they release Jordy Nelson, like you they're big players which help younger guys coming through. Like when Devonta Adams was coming through, he was like third string, fourth string, and then these two were helping him out, helping him grow. But you just get rid of them when they're kind of look like to be on a downwards trend and just decide yeah it's time to get them gone get someone else in and it's a good way of doing it but it also isn't the best let's just say like personality wise like it rubs people up the wrong way and mm. i think just how many years have it happened and Aaron rogers has just gone enough's enough and i think last well 2020 when they drafted his replacement i don't even know if it's going to be his replacement that's how weird things are at the minute with us like he's playing well, he was playing MVP level last year. He's a little bit below it this year, but he's going to get back up to it. And you're going to move on from him because you can't have a rookie QB sitting for three years. That doesn't happen. <laughs> so, but anyway, I'll go on about the season because uh, we haven't got too much time. But um, yeah, so we're seven and one. We're on a seven game winning streak, looking a lot better, but with more injuries than we had last year. The injury bug's kind of been. It's been going through. It's not as bad as some teams like the Giants who are just depleted every week. Um, Love to see it. But we, um, yeah, so we've had some big injuries. If like David Baxiari was out for the NFC Championship game last year, he's still not back yet. I think he's been on the PUP list and he's going to be coming back soon. There's um, Jay Alexander's shoulder. He did his shoulder in and a tackle. I can't, I can't remember who it was. It was like two or three weeks ago. But yeah, he did his shoulder in then. That's a big miss because he's he is. He is, he is fantastic like he's one of the best man corners in the league and he always every game he's you you won't see him for half the game because no one targets him that's why he's so good is that he's not even mentioned throughout the game then we've had Darius Smith who's been out since beginning of the season training camp he's out he's coming back soon though which is good um we've got MVS who's been out with a hamstring injury and Kevin King but Kevin King is one of them where He's depth, but you don't want him starting. That's my thing. But, yeah, we've been really good with some of the new acquisitions we got this year. So, we got Devontae Campbell in from the Arizona. Well, I think it was the practice squad. I think he might have been on their 53 and then got released. Or mm. can't remember how exactly it fell for him coming to us. But he's been sensational since he's come in. He's been that middle linebacker what we needed for, for how long? For as long as I've been a fan, we've been missing a good middle linebacker for other people to play around but he's been great and then drafting Eric Stokes with I think it was pick was it, it 30 well 30 yeah 30 or 29 I can't remember but uh, he's been fantastic for a rookie corner he's been going up against a lot of people he went up against John Joe Hopkins this week before he kind of went in and out of the game uh, he went up against Jamal Chase did get burned like twice but that's what you expect 
Um, I'm trying to think who, who else. He's, he played against all the top corners whilst Jay has been out, so he's been really good and he will only get better because he's just a rookie and he's just he's taking everything in and improving every week. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we've been playing really well. How do you sort of see that? I mean, going back to the Rogers situation, how do you sort of see that situation planning out after this year? I mean, obviously, like, um, people yeah. be mentioning, like, this is a sort of farewell tour for Rogers. You know, if, if he's ever going to win it, it's going to be this year. They obviously brought back Randall Cobb, reuniting yeah. the teammates. Um, is it a sense, like, as, as a Green Bay fan, do you get the sense that they, they, it's inevitable that they're going to move on to Jordan Love? Or do you think maybe you could see a U-turn there where they sort of admit their mistake and maybe trade Jordan Love? Or like, how, how do you see that situation playing out after it's, this year? It's one of them. It's still it's still a lot up in the air. Like There's different ways of looking at it. You can look at it in terms of wanting to win still. So if we don't win this year, it's what that's going to create a completely different path. So if we win this year, it'll be thanks for coming. We'll move on. Um, you've had you've had how many good years? That's like call. It's like the end of the chapter of the book. It's like done, yeah. finish, close that. Yeah. Whereas if he doesn't, but we come close again, it's what do you do? Because we're we're in serious cap trouble next year yeah. with Aaron Rodgers' contract. Basically, we drafted John Love to make sure that it's when Aaron Rodgers' contract is coming to a low, that's when we get out and get the rookie QB in, and then keep those Sedaria Smith, Preston Smith extend Devontae Adams, extend Jair and that's how it was going to work but obviously being an MVP chucks a spanner in the works massively so such a pain in the ass yeah it's so nice I don't don't know I think it could go it could go any other way I think there's talks today that he's been getting on really well with Gubikun's been talking to him he said all the conversations they have has been good and he's really enjoyed them so I don't know what that means. I don't know what Jordan Love's thinking. He's just probably sitting there wondering when his time's going to come. But, yeah, it's it's a weird one. And I think the deeper we get into the season, more answers we'll get. But, yeah, it, it, I can't call it right now. I'd love to say he'd still be there next year, but I can't see it, like, personally. It's going to be the same this off-season as it was last off-season. As soon as the season finishes... It's going to be Rogers, Rogers, Rogers the whole time, like yeah. like it was last. Year. I, I really didn't think he was going to be playing in Green Bay this year. No, me neither. No, no I, I, I was like, I, I was adamant he was going to go, and it's going to be strange when he does, or if he does at the end of this season. Like, you might have to lower your expectations a bit. I think yeah. next year yeah. it's going to be a, a bit of a transition period and. I mean, we haven't really seen Jordan Love. We don't know what he can do. We don't know what he's been doing. He, he might be learning from Rogers and looking unreal in practice mm. and step up. But I think it's, really... it's, a, it's a weird situation. Like, he's, I think they're going to try and transition out of being really reliant on Aaron Rodgers. We are kind of quite system, system heavy on the track. Like, Matt LaFleur really enjoys the run game. Like, that's his bread and butter. He likes to do inside, outside. Well, I think it's like outside zone, which is what he prefers. And, getting like AJ Dillon in last year, like he's started to become a bit more uh, a lead back in our role with, with Aaron yeah. Jones. Them two have kind of become a tandem now. And I think it'll lean towards if he does, if Rogers does go, it will be uh, John Love throws when he needs to throw, well, no, when he needs to throw, puts it into re- any receiver's hands and focus on the run. I think that's what it will be. But when you've got Aaron Rodgers, it, it helps you out massively. And then you can call up those, different players what LaFleur does do but 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like to think about it. I'm trying to just save a, each win. You are right, because if, if you still have Devontae Adams, I mean, what an outlet for Jordan Love. If he's in trouble, you know, he's mm. no, he knows that more often than not, Devontae Adams is going to be open somewhere down the field. And, you know, with the two good running backs, as you mentioned, that will take a lot of pressure off him. And then to have a guy like Adams every now and then to use, you know, if that's yeah. still, it's, a, it's a very good situation. It's a, it's a better situation than most quarterbacks from this year's draft yeah. went into, yeah. let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just the thing, though, with Devontae Adams is he's out of contract as well this year. So it's if, if he knows Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there, is he just going to go, do I really want to spend my prime years like helping a rookie QB get into the league, or do I want to go take some money yeah. at a, I don't know, a team who's coming up, could be like LA or someone like that, who wants to just pump a load of money down him and then go, yeah, I'll come down. Raiders. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. true. It could, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. You could, you know, you'll be starting again. You could draft or, mm. or trade for like a yeah. second year QB, um, wide receiver and, you know, build build it up with with Jones and Dylan, the main guys, really, for the mm. moment. Yeah, it's It'll just be, that is a very interesting one, I think, for this offseason, mm-hmm. the Packers. Oh, God, it could it could be a completely different team, which is why they're going so all in at the minute. Like we've brought in Jalen Smith, but we just released him today. We've yeah, brought in, we brought in Whitney Merciless, who's already got more pressures than he did at Houston this season. He's he might be someone to watch. He's a good good person to have who can just bring some pressure with Rashawn Gary on the other side. There's um, Rasul Douglas, who we all will have seen on Thursday night. Absolutely. Oh, can't get over that. What a player. Interception, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he was a player who I kind of, well, I listened to this podcast and we're talking about before the season getting in instead of Kevin King. Because he, he does what Kevin King does, but better. And then when we got him off the practice, practice squad, it was like he can come in, take Kevin King's place and see what happens. And it's, it's worked so far. So I think he will have an increased role, Russell Douglas. But yeah, I think we've got the meat of our schedule coming up in the next five weeks. We've got Kansas City at Kansas City next week. Well, this week coming up. Then Seattle at home, Vikings away, uh, Rams at home. So there are three big games in there with KC, Seattle and the Rams. And then we've got Baltimore as well. So just as we've got to the meet, we're getting players back, which is good. So hopefully... We continue up this upward trend, and yeah, after beating Arizona, you can't really ask for a better win than that. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Yeah, I was just going to talk about that. least I mean, it can't be sort of understated how big that win was. Like me and Greg yeah. both took the Cardinals. I mean, you know, he was without Devontae Adams. Um, you know, a couple of notable names as well, and he just. I don't know. The Packers just always, when you know Rogers in prime time, they always find a way to win, don't they? So um, I think the floor yeah. needs a bit of credit for that one. Certainly schemed up yeah. a lot better than uh, yeah. we both expected. Um, obviously, I think we both went with the Cardinals, who were six and out at the time, and you know the the Packers certainly outplayed them in in that game. Um, and Lafleur, I haven't really heard of anything about him being like a coach of the year candidate. So many other people mentioning other names oh. and. You know, because yeah, it, it, seven and one, and have just beaten an un, unbeaten team quite comfortably with with a fantastic you know scheme and the, the game plan really. It gets to me that it gets to me that because he's he all right he has Aaron Rodgers there, so that takes away a lot of the credit which he gets. But he does a lot of things like we were missing Joe Barry, our defensive coordinator, for the game because he had COVID. So we had we had Jerry Gray, I think, calling the coverage. And then the D line coach calling the pass rush, and and it's like what 
who does that? Like, why don't you have one person call it? So that was disjointed. So that was going to always break near the end of the game. That's when the Cardinals came back in. But like, we're missing Alan Lazar, Devontae Adams. Our lines, some were missing. Uh, well, still missing Batiari and Josh Myers, our centre. So that win was something which I, I didn't predict myself. I thought, right, that's going to be it. Just one of those games where you lose against a better team and then you just move yeah. on. But yeah, I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we pulled it out. But mm. that's that's one of those wins where you take it and hopefully that just propels your season even more. Especially knowing going to the playoffs that you've beaten this team. Like we're playing the Rams in a couple of weeks. We beat them last season. I know we can do that. So it's just having those one up on those teams. And I think... Yeah, it was it was just such a good win. I can't I can't not say enough. <laughs> no, and I think with with a guy like Rogers, those big games they don't phase him. Someone like Kyler Murray, he hasn't really had that exposure yet. You know, these mm. big games, he hasn't had all that expectation on his shoulders yet. And you know, when they get to the playoffs, how's he going to cope? He's shown big game, prime time against Rogers. He come up short. Mm. It doesn't phase Rogers. He just walks on laughing, smiling, and, and does oh. his thing. So I think. That experience, I think, is really going to... I think Packers probably going to go all the way. Oh, I'd love it to. I'd love it to be that, but... Packers, Bills. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not sure no, if Rob okay. and I will speak for the week after, depending on... I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure we talked about that last year and we were like, we both got to, like, they got to the meat of the playoffs and we're like, hey, this could this could be it. And then... I yeah. genuinely think yeah. that, that would be... If I, had to, if I had to call it now, that's what I would say. Yeah, well, obviously we both lost in the championship game last year, so yeah, we could have yeah. had a, a Packers Bills last year, but no. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a very good weekend for me and Greg. Then I'm pretty sure we discussed with each other. We were like, well, that was fun. That was. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of effort and blinding in the group chat. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, um, we've had enough praise for the good teams. Well, it's now to move on to ours. Um, kick us off with, with your thoughts about the Dolphins. I mean, pretty disastrous. I think. Is it? Yeah, I mean, going from a a seven and one team to a one and seven team. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously overachieved, underachieved. Well, we definitely haven't overachieved. I'd say we've underachieved. We were never going to do anything that special, but I didn't think we'd be one and seven. Um, I mean, two has still got quite a bit to prove for me. Obviously, I've always backed him, but I think he's still got quite a bit to prove. But now that he's healthy after the rib injury, like he started the first game as a Patriots, he went into New England and, and won against Belichick team. I know he wasn't technically mm. a rookie, but he started six games last year or seven. Uh, he's basically a rookie still, and he went into New England and beat Belichick. So started well, and then the the injury obviously hampered him. But he looks like he, he's looking a lot better since he's come back. And Devonte Parker's back now, and I know he had eighty odd receiving yards at the weekend, and he he looked good. I feel for Tua because last year we were winning games, but his personal stats weren't that good. And everyone was saying, yeah, you're only winning because of your defence, though. Like, Tua's rubbish. And now this year, his stats are a lot better. And everyone's saying, yeah, but he can't win games. Like, in the fourth quarter, you, like we've lost three games, two by a last-second field goal and one in overtime against the Raiders. And everyone's saying, yeah, but he can't, like, he can't get you over the line. So, I mean, he, he can't really win, to be honest. But, I mean... His, his uh, ESPN quarterback rating is 19th in the league. I mean, he's above guys like Bridgewater, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jalen Hurts. He, his QB rating is, is higher than all of those guys. So, yeah, I think he he unfairly gets 
all the weight, like all the burden gets put on him when we lose. Um, I don't think he's our main problem. Yes, he obviously needs to cut out these mistakes. Like the um, the game against the Falcons, like we we turned over the ball in the red zone basically, and then he threw a pick first play, and it's like, come on, you need to cut out. If you cut out those mistakes, but then like in the fourth quarter, he drove all the way down the field and we scored a touchdown to go ahead. And you know he's shown qualities like that that we can do that. I know then our defense let up and we let field go and lost, but. He's shown that in the fourth quarter he can lead the team down the field and score. So I've been quite impressed with his improvement. And the, our offense has slightly changed from last year. Like the way we play offense has changed. And we're moving the ball a lot quicker. We're moving it faster. And we are actually getting up and down the field. Last year it was like, it was painful at times. We, we couldn't move the ball. Like we, it was just painful. But he's, he's getting rid of the ball quicker. And our O line at the start of the season was awful. He had no time to throw and Brissett had no time to throw. But we've got a lot of young guys on the O-line. Like I know left tackle is a rookie, Eichenberg, and, but he's getting better. We, they're getting better every week. Obviously, they're not, you know, they're not good guys in this league. They're not top level, but they're, they're getting better. So I, I would still give two at a time. Um, um, I'm sticking with him. These mistakes happen when you're young in the league, but hopefully he can cut them out and I think he'll, he'll look good. You know, he's got a lot of weapons around him now. He's got better tools. Um, and I think he was unfairly judged in his rookie year. But, yeah, I mean, it's been... Our defence on the other side of the ball has been pretty poor compared to last year. We had one of the best defence in the league last year. And it's been pretty poor. Losing Cole Van Noy, I think, was a big big uh, factor in that. Um, and we've got a lot of young guys. So we've got, like... Uh, Jalen Phillips, rookie, is having to play most snaps. We've got Brandon Jones in linebacker, who's a second year. Javon Holland, safety, is a rookie. Uh, they're, they're good guys. They're looking like they they could be good players. But again, on defense, you need you need experience. You need some some like studs like Zayvon Howard to turn up, and they they haven't this year. So I think it's it's a mixture of of that. It's the young guys. We've got a lot of young guys because we had so many draft picks last year or two. So the inexperience, and again, that's probably why we haven't uh, won those close games, like haven't got over the line or, you know, managed the clock well enough. Or, you know, last week against the Falcons when they they need a field goal to win the game, just a bit of like experience for someone to make a massive play and get a stop and win the game. But we just, we're just soft. And I think that that will come with experience. Um, so, the- sorry, go uh, do you get the sort of, I mean, looking at the situation as an outsider, like, I tell me if I'm wrong, but I get the sense that there's there's a certain sense that they're not putting him in the position to succeed fuller. Like, I, I feel like the coaching staff could be, for two of that is, um, I feel like there is an element of, I mean, we'll get on to, to the Eagles and Hurts, but I feel like they're, they're quite similar in the sense that they're not being put in this, this, you know, the exact situation for them to fully, you know, exploit their, um, you know their their key attributes in in a sense. No, I think I think t- to an extent. I mean, all the stuff with the the trade rumors around Watson, mm. it was a bit annoying. They didn't come out straight away and just say no to as our quarterback. They said no, we made contact, but no, we're sticking with two. Which what does that do for a guy's confidence? If he hears all the rumors and then his own coach and his own GM come out and say, yeah, we did think about it, like what's that going to do for his confidence? Um, I think they have helped him 
to succeed in the fact, you know, taking Jalen Waddle was, I think it was like seventh pick or whatever it was. You know, that's a that's a big, you know, come on, we're going to get you some weapons and we believe in you. Um, but he's been unlucky. Like Parker's been out for the last four weeks. Uh, mm. Will Fuller, who he signed on a one-year deal, is that just hasn't panned out. He's injured. He's on IR again. So he's been unlucky in that sense. I mean, one week he literally only had Waddle. He hasn't really got any running backs to lean on. Either. Yeah, he's run yeah, game. Got no run game. So he's not in the greatest situation. But I think they've done. They've done, they drafted, as I said, a second round rookie uh, offensive lineman. Drafted Jalen Waddle in the first round. So they are giving him that help on offense. Mm. And obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of the playbook, but it seems that we're playing more to his strengths now. We're allowing him a bit more freedom. Whereas last year, you could tell it was very regimented. Coming off that big hip injury as a rookie. I don't think they fully trusted him, so he wasn't able to like express himself, and they wouldn't let him. This year, he seems to have a lot more freedom, and yeah, it is. It, I know it's difficult because we're one and seven. You can't give too much praise, mm. but ultimately, I think he does look a lot better mm. everywhere on everywhere else on the pitch, especially on the other side of the ball in the defense. We look so much worse, but. I think he actually does look a lot better. And if they continue to back him for going forward, I mean, I'm I'm happy with it. It's, yeah, I mean, it is a enormous amount of pressure to put on him, especially when you don't have a you know reliable running game. Yeah. Um, you know, you look around the league. You, you know, with some of the the rookie QBs and even second year QBs, you know, getting a solid running game going really takes a lot of pressure off them. And you know, yeah, someone like Matt Jones, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you look at the Dolphins situation. I mean, Gaskin is kind of being RB1, but kind of not at the same time. I mean, there's been a yeah. lot of flexibility with... Um, he has with been. He's not, well. he's not what I'd call like a pure running back. Like yeah. he's, you know, half the time he's receiving the ball rather than rushing. We don't, we don't have that he's running like a JD back. McKissick sort of. Yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't have that back, running back yeah. one, like, like you say. Yeah, and it, I like Gaskin. I think he's quite a good player. He's quite useful. He's quite elusive as well. He's very small and agile. But yeah, I mean, if we had like a big bruiser, you know, to, mm. to when we are under pressure to run it up the middle, we, Matt, we signed Malcolm Brown from the Rams, and yeah, he's not he's not a top guy, but he he was doing a job for us. But now he's on IR as well. It's like everything seems to be going wrong on offense. Uh, how do you sort of look towards uh, this week? Obviously, a big game against the Texans. Yeah. Um, I'm I can imagine. I mean. There's going to be a lot of pressure for Flores to come out and really put a statement win. After yeah, I mean, the, you know the failure. I mean, it's got to be one that you you know you're targeting as a, a big statement win. Yeah, when you look at, when you look at the schedule, you look at games like this. Like we would have looked at the Jags game and the Falcons game as games we have to win, and then yeah. we lose on a we lose on a last second field goal in both of them. So there should be extra emphasis on this. Like we have to win this game. There's no point us tanking because the Eagles have our pick. So there's no question of tanking. It's, you know, we have to go out and win, which win it's, weird. Cost, it? it's weird yeah. being the favourites for a game, like with the bookies. And I don't actually like it, to be honest, because it's going to be so much pressure. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a strange environment, I think, but hopefully we'll, you know, we'll step up because we, we haven't been, although we're one and seven, you know, if you turn those three games on its head, we, the loss in overtime, the two field goals, we're four and four, Quarterback's been out for four games. He's just come back. All of a sudden, you know, this is a completely different season. So I think we need to just go out there and be ruthless, not be scared, not think, oh, we're one and seven, we're a poor team. 
because I don't think we're that poor a team. We're we're a young team, and we're showing glimpses of of being good. It's just cutting out mistakes and getting yeah. that that experience and that know how in the big league. You know, to to cut out those mistakes and to get over the line when you need to. I mean, especially I just got your schedule for you. I mean, you obviously play the Jets twice. I mean, at the minute, no one wants to play the Jets with old uh, Mike White at quarterback <laughs> for 400 yards. They need uh, to calm down, Jets fans. They need to calm down. <laughs> well, I saw um, I saw a segment on Good Morning Football today, and they were like, um, you know, if Mike White comes out on, I think um, the Jets play on this Thursday. If Mike White comes out again and puts on a performance, do we have do we start to have a conversation? You know. Um, for the QB1 job uh, between him and Wilson. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Wilson, Wilson yeah. hasn't had a good time of it, so why not? But, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, Jets fans are excited. They didn't expect it. But, yeah, we've got to be looking at the schedule thinking we've got to play Texans, we've got to play the Jets twice, we've got to play the Giants. You know, we've got, we've got to really attack those games and take them by the scruff of the neck and try and win those games. We, I know we've still... Got the the Ravens, I think, next week, the week after next. So that's going to be tough. But again, we're not like, apart from the blowout to the Bills, and Brady put on quite a few points on us. But again, we didn't have two of them, and we did we did put twenty points on the Bucks. So I don't think we're, you know, we're not a disaster. Although the record may say we are, with so many young players, like the quarterback is a second year Mike Gazicki is like a third or fourth year Jalen Waddle's a rookie we've got so mm. many rookies and second years on defense as well I'm not I'm not panicking mm. is what I'm trying to say <laughs> well, that's good to hear man um, <laughs> although it is very frustrating I must add every Sunday it's just like I'm like right come on this is the week and then we always start games really well like first quarter first drive we always start really well I think we've got yeah. like the, we've got the worst record in the league in second quarters. I think we've only scored something like ten points in the second quarter all season. So we're like we always start really well and it gets the hopes up and then it just goes downhill. Well, I'm gonna say for the majority of that when I was just flicking on red zone for the majority of that Bills game, I mean you seem right in the game. Yeah, and that's then... that's that's what I was talking about as well. Like, and that's why yeah. I think the Bills are probably favourites along with the Packers because it was a very tight game. We made it difficult for them. Um, for three quarters of the game, but then when it comes to that crunch time in the in the yeah. final quarter, Josh Allen steps up. They put on twenty point twenty three points in the last four possessions, and we put on eight, I think. Mm. So it's or six. So it's it's that it's that final bit in the in the last quarter of the game where we need to step it up and take control a bit, and hopefully against. Against sides like the Jets and the Texans, who are in similar situations, they're a bit of a mess. They've got, you know, a lot of rookies, a lot of poor players that probably don't want to be there as well. So, I think it'll be, it could. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to watch it. It's going to be a very, very poor viewing. But... Nil nil. <laughs> it won't be the highlight game on Sky Sports. Tell <laughs> yeah, Neil Reynolds won't be cheering for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't imagine. I think we've got one primetime game coming. Up. I think we're on like a Monday night. And like it's, it's the Ravens game, not Monday night. Uh, maybe it's Ravens. Yeah, but I can't imagine any of the Jets games or the Texans games. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to New York later this month with my girlfriend, and I'm conveniently the Dolphins are playing the Jets at MetLife whilst I'm there. Um, 
So I'll be taking her to the Dolphins game. Uh, and I've, I've, warned, now, then. I've warned the, the Jets will win on a last second field goal. I can only see <laughs> it's going to happen. Mike White's going to whip his shirt off. The way this is going, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Last minute field goals are haunting me right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, the, as an Eagles fan, you must be happy watching us lose every week. Um, and it is, it is tough, you know, with this poor, and you think, right, at least we get a top five pick. But I wasn't going to mention it, mate, but you brought it up. So. Well, we've, we've got the Niners' first-round pick, and I know they beat the Bears at the weekend, but they lost four in a row before that. So I was like, I was getting a bit excited. I thought, well, maybe we might still have a top-10 pick, but now that Jimmy G's back, I'm not so sure. Mm. Um, I mean, yes, move on to the Eagles. I mean, spoke, obviously, whilst we're doing the predictions every week, like we mentioned the Bills and the Eagles. So, I mean, um, nothing really too new to say. I mean... Whether I think they've overachieved or underachieved, I mean, they're sitting at three and five. It's probably where I expected them to be. Um, maybe a bit behind in terms of um, <clears throat> the coaching side of things. I think, um, obviously, it's always going to be t- difficult when you get a, a completely different coaching staff in the offseason. You know, first time um, play caller and head coach Nick Sirianni coming in. Obviously, he became a bit of a national joke in the offseason with his press conferences. Um you know, he's quite an eccentric character. He's quite a unique character. Um, <clears throat> maybe not the sort of leader of men archetypal guy um, that people look towards in a head coach. But, um, you know, things like the way, way he starts wearing the shirts of, you know, hashtag beat Dallas and, and um, he wears the shirts of all the players and stuff. I mean, that works if you're winning. You know, if you're losing, <laughs> it just comes off as just being absolutely silly. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, you know, for three games of the, the year so far, it's gone in his favour, but <clears throat> particularly not in that Dallas game when they got absolutely blown out. Um, it, it wasn't, you know, very good viewing, but um, I spoke to, I mean, me and Greg spoke about sort of the defensive side of the ball and um, just being really underwhelmed by um, Jonathan Gannon. He was one of the most sought after defensive coordinators in the off-season. Um and he's just been sort of, I mean, he spoke about in some of these press conferences about, you know, wanting to put players in positions to succeed and not necessarily having a scheme, which, I mean, at first glance is quite concerning when, you you know, your defensive coordinator comes out and says, we have no scheme. Um, <laughs> but it's it's been sort of rigid in the sense that, you know, for the first sort of six or seven weeks of the season, they were just playing this sort of standard 2D shell safety look, you know, very vanilla. Um, and teams were just, you know, getting so much, so many yards just underneath. Um, we were making, you know, we were making, we made Derek Carr look like, you know, a prime Peter Manning at, at points in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the, I did like the, um, obviously the Lions game was a big blowout last week, a uh, big statement win, um, <clears throat> 44 points and only conceding six. And I know it's holding the Lions and I don't think we should get too carried away by that sort of result. Um, obviously a big game coming up this week against the Chargers so I think that will be more of a you know Chargers Broncos and the Saints which is going to be you know three very key games in deciding you know what this team looks like at the end of the year um, but I did like this some of this the um, I guess some of the adaptations that Gannon made during that Lions game you know a lot more blitzing I think coming into that week last week we were the lowest blitzing team which is pretty crazy when you think about Eagles probably have one of the best front fours in the league with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. I mean, uh, solid guys coming off the edge. Um, 
so I like the sort of different adaptations that he made in last week's game. And it is a, a you know positive sign moving forward because I think at the end of the day, you know, it was always going to be a sort of a free hit year. You know, obviously we, we didn't expect to be contending for the playoffs. Like I said, they were going to be a six and seven win team this year. Um, I think, still think that's probably the case. Um, but the ideal situation is if obviously Hertz looks good enough to to move forward with, um, then we obviously have three, you know, top three, uh, top first round picks, sorry, uh, in next year's draft, um, depending on the Colts pick, obviously, if, if um, our old mate, Mr. Wentz, um, decides to <laughs> not be uh, too good. Um, but obviously, Hertz has thrown 10 touchdowns, four interceptions. So he's actually been quite. Um, I, I would say he's been quite good. Um, he obviously led the team in rushing last week. Um, I think he had nearly 100 yards or just over 100 yards. Um, there's still that sort of concern with his progressions, um, going through his progressions. And, you know, sometimes he, he makes one read and then he takes off out of the pocket. So that's always going to be a concern. I think it's a progression that they need to keep an eye on. Um, but you know, young talent on this team. Devontae Smith looked all right um, in games. He's had a couple of good games. One touchdown's a bit disappointing, but, um, you know, I'd like to see him get the, the running game going a bit more like they did last week. Obviously, Miles Sanders must be um, absolutely fuming the one week that he gets injured and um, they start running the ball. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, I'm i not too sort of... I'm sort of on the fence, really. I don't really know what to make of this team yet. I think the next three games will be a bigger indication of you know where this team's going um, into the off season. Obviously, a lot of key decisions to be made, um, and yet again, I still think you know, the biggest problem is Howie Roseman until he's gone. You know, we can't really trust him with with um, any of the draft picks, to be honest. But um, yeah, that's where I'm kind of at. Yeah, I, I, I obviously you watch the, the Eagles a lot more than me, but one week when I see you, I think, well, they look like a good team. Hurts is the real deal. And next week I watch and I think, what is going on in Philadelphia? I'm like, you're so up and down. Yeah, it hurts one one game. He'll be singing everywhere and he looks unreal. And then there was a game the other week when you were like in the red zone to take the lead and then he fumbled to the snap and loses it. And it's like, it must be frustrating that, you know, yeah. like at the weekend, I thought, oh, the Lions, you know, they looked all right against the Rams. They put up a bit of a fight. Yeah. You know, it could be a potential banana skin. It could be a bit of a close game. And then, bosh, you blow them out the water it must be it must be yeah. frustrating at times but also that's, nice that's... when you do have those games that you blow teams out and you, you turn up and win yeah um sorry i just um completely blanked this in the united score one one um yeah i kind of think that consistency is the key um like you said like one week where um, you know, we we stayed with the books for the majority of that game. You know, we really shouldn't have been in that game to be honest, but somehow we managed to stay with them. You know, only losing by six points to the books is not a bad showing, really. We hung with the Chiefs. You know, we had a chance to win that Chiefs game, um, but I think consistency is always the key, especially with you know, essentially, you know, whether people want to look at it like that or not. You know, Jalen Hurts is essentially kind of a rookie QB still. Yeah, um, eleven games I think under his belt. He's still adapting to obviously the new offense. He's had to go through two, you know, two different systems now. Um, so I'm, you know, like you with Tua, like I'm still willing to give him time. Um, let's it's see. It's a very similar situation. Season. It's a very yeah. similar situation, and I do see the similarities in them. Like they're both. I think Tua might have started one more game than Hurts, but it's not a lot. And yeah, this it's, as we spoke, it's that consistency. And it's like what we said earlier. 
with a quarterback like Rogers at the helm, you know, you know that he's gonna he's gonna take you onto wins that you know rookie and second year quarterbacks won't be able to just from experience. So I feel you, Callum. It's just so hard though. If like earners just they're just it's so in win now mode. It's like like you're saying, why is there talk about Hertz or Tua being potentially traded or just given up on because the owners just want yeah. they just want instant success on something which they know is a long term project. Mm-hmm. That's why you draft someone is for a long term process well, long term project to help you not this year, not next year, but like three or four years down the line. You've got to yeah. there's gonna be some growing pains. You can't just mm-hmm. trade for Deshaun Watson because you feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Quarterback like, is one of the positions in the game where you do need time to grow. And the only way you're going to do that is by playing games and by failing. So, you know, other positions where it's sort of more isolated, you can come straight in from college and you do your job. But quarterback, there's so much more to it that you're going to, it's going to take time. And the only time you're going to get to actually improve is is on the pitch mm-hmm. and by making mistakes. So I agree with you, yeah, that I think it's, but I, I don't know if that's because there's a lot more rookie and second year quarterbacks in the league now than there ever sort of seems to be. Before, but it seems like they're getting a lot more scrutiny than than before. I think when you look at like obviously like Trubisky, he was two or three years and he was gone. Who else? Who else has there been? Well, Dwayne Haskins, and he's not even rel- well, He's not even doing anything anymore. So it's like it's yeah. starting to become the norm, which it really shouldn't be. Mm. Like you talk about it, everyone hyping up Haskins in the draft, and then like the Giants passing on him because people are like, oh, he should go to the Giants. Like he's going to be a top ten pick, and then it's. Yeah, it's it's just a really weird one. It's only really started in the past five years that quarterbacks yeah. are just getting like they're just under ten star. One goes in, then goes out, and then and then and then they wonder out. why you know they're getting past round teams and they're not that good. It's because they spend one year and they get given up on. They've got to try and learn a whole new scheme, a whole new offense. Yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. Rosen, massive example. <laughs> I feel yeah. so sorry for him. <laughs> so, have there been any calls for Minshew mania yet in Philadelphia, Callum? Um. <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I have seen a couple of tweets calling for it. A lot of people, I mean, I see a lot of Philly fans, you know how they are, you know, quite very passionate. Like, as soon as like anything starts to go wrong, you know, let's get Minshew in. I mean, what? it just seems idiotic to me at this point. Like, why would you not just give Hurts the whole year? Like, why would yeah. you bench him? Like, as soon as you bench him, that's like, you know, the Wentz situation all over again. As soon as you bench him, you can't go back to him because that's almost like you've admitted defeat. Um, so I kind of think just let Hurts, you know, however bad we are, you know, three first round picks potentially, just let Hurts have the full year. Um, I mean, like you were saying, Rob, with the you know the the front office situation and teams wanting to be in a win now mode, like the Eagles don't have a roster to to compete. Um, even you know, even in the first round of the playoffs, they'll they'll get knocked out easy if they did. Like there's a couple of veterans like Fletcher Cox, obviously Brandon Graham suffered that injury, but. You know, Darius Slay, like, there's a couple of veterans on this team and, like, after sort of maybe next year or the year after, you expect them to be gone and there's, you know, there needs to be an influx of young talent um, and they have started to do that. And I kind of think it was off the back of that sort of, you know, this, obviously the Super Bowl happened and then everyone, you know, I, I, um, there was, you know, loads of reports after that Super Bowl win of, you know, Philly's going to be the next sort of, the Patriots, they're going to be the new sort of dynasty dominating the NFL for the next couple of years. And then it all sort of, you know, for various reasons, all sort of fallen apart. But, um, yeah, I I kind of think people look at the NFL and see, like, um, 
you know, it doesn't take that long to to be back at the top. And in a sense, it, it doesn't really. You know, a couple of trades and a couple of good picks, you know, can put you right back in the race. But, um, you know, there's still going to be growing pains and it's still going to take a couple of years to fully, you know, embed into the system and stuff like that. Like I think Card- like a, like, Cardinals yeah. are the prime example of that. Like they had the first round pick, uh, first pick a few years ago. Took Kyler Murray, waited for a couple of years, made a couple Traded of good, for Hopkins, couple of couple know. of good trades, and now look. Yeah, I don't think they're a championship team, but they're a very very good team now. They've drafted really well as well. Like when you when you look at like the linebackers, they got like Isaiah Simmons, they have got that like Zayman Collins who went out of the game against Packers as well. Like that Byron Murphy as well. Like they're picks yeah. we were just like coming off and you don't really hear about them until two or three years later when they start to get embedded into wherever they're playing the position and start to find a role and then yeah. you start to hear those names again and you're like actually you don't realize how good a draft is until two or three years later because most rookies are bad that's yeah that's spot on eh? that's a good point yeah so many rookies get judged straight away but i suppose that's because the limelight's on them you know Especially this year with the, all the rookie quarterbacks, they've all been thrown straight in, really. Apart from yeah. Trey Lance, they've all been thrown in. So, obviously, they're going to get scrutinised straight away. But you're right, they're yeah, going to the, need time. There should be more pressure on second and third year players to break out and prove their worth than there should be on a rookie. Mm. Um, unless, obviously, they're QB taking the first couple of <laughs> first couple of picks, I suppose. But, yeah, no, you do make a very good point, Rob. It's yeah. the usual, though, isn't it? They, all, they get to the fourth or fifth year and then they go, actually, I need to start performing. Do well in a contract year, get the contracts, yeah. and then decline. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just the usual. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. Ego, Callum, to get hurt some help. The Sean Jackson has been released by the Rams. deep times. Yeah, I mean he's he's he's, he's one of the best deep threats in, in in the NFL. But yeah, we can't go back again. I mean, we've gone back for him a couple of times now. You know, re-signed him and stuff over the years, but yeah, I think he's kind of done. He just he'll can't be stay healthy. He'll, so. he'll be saying he's a deep threat till he's fourteen. He just he's always yeah. he's, he's going to be there. He's like, I'll I'll run you it's a scene. I'll run you a post round. Yeah, he just runs deep first <laughs> and just gets hit on like fifty yard bombs and he's a whip. He does it like once every five weeks, and you're like, oh yeah, that was good. And yeah. then and then he normally drops it as well. Yeah, boom, he's back, <laughs> and then he'll go quiet for like another four or five weeks. Yeah, yeah, I remember him in last year's. It was it was last year's game against the Cowboys in Dallas. Like I think it was the the very first player of the game. Hurts drops back on a play action and just launched it to Deshaun Jackson for a touchdown. He does a somersault in the end zone. I think he went out of the game in the second half because he got yeah, injured. Yeah, I actually remember that. Yeah, and I think on the All or Nothing series on Amazon with the Eagles, he does similar. He like starts the season unreal. And he gets injured yeah. like in the first game of the season or second game of the season, having scored like two or three touchdowns, and then he's out. <laughs> the yeah. Eagles just not have not had like fit, you know, top tier receivers for so long. Him, he used to always get injured. Deshaun Jackson, then Alshon Jeffrey was always injured as well. Jerry Macklin as well. Jeremy Macklin was yeah. always good. Yeah, Nagel was basically our, our, our main receiver in the Super Bowl. I mean. It's not great yeah. when you look at it. I mean, the fact that they won that, yeah. You have, you have Nick Foles at receiver catching TDs, that's what it's <laughs> yeah. that's what you need. Special team oh, there. I remember mentioning that. the Philly yeah. special. Did you see Mike White? Did you see Mike White run the Philly special? Yeah, wasn't that for the two-point conversion? I think so, yeah. yeah taking a piss in New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, it's been a good chat, lads. Um, yeah. Thanks. Obviously, Rob and um, Will 
got to have you back on again. Um, love chatting to both of you. So, um, Greg, thanks as always for joining us. Um, yeah, it's been a good one. Let's yeah. see if you can um, pull one back next week in, in the predictions. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start playing properly. It's fun. Yeah. Need to sit down and work out a winning formula. <laughs> I'll give you some tips if you want. I, I, I backed the Packers. I bet on the Packers last week. So. I'll back the Bears. Oh. Yeah, they're going to beat KC again this week. Right, that's my fear. That's my hot take for the week. Ooh. Is that we're going to beat KC? Yeah, you're um, KC are just about favourites with the bookies as well. It's yeah, very I don't, tough. I don't get that because they're not got a good defense. Like they're, they're not that good. They it's did just have best to lose that game. So. Well, yeah. they did just trade for Melvin Ingram, didn't they? Oh. Yeah. He's a bang average. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to prevent you know yeah. yard passes, but yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a great game. It's the nine thirty game, isn't it, on Sky? Yeah, very good. Be, that should be that should be on. Is it? Is that the one on Sky? Because yeah, I'll be I assume it must be. Yeah. yeah, well, the the media love Mahomes, so yeah, it probably will be. <laughs> I might. Did you, I mean? Got to mention. Did you see that that sidearm sling that he threw yesterday? Oh, I mean, unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Oh, also for another pick is just every game this year he's thrown a pick oh. it. Patrick Mafraud he'll, he'll do it this weekend as well yeah, I'll say probably a good bet as well this week <laughs> right lads um, I'll talk to you all later thank you for joining us yeah cheers for having us thank you we'll see you later thanks for listening thanks